This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Green and White. We're back again with a little bonus treat to kickstart the new year. We've decided to delve a little deeper into our new signings and speak to those who have had the pleasure of watching them play previously. So we've got one for Ben Wayne, we've got one for Saxon Early, and should we sign anybody else, we'll have some more of those. Uh, Schumacher's already said that we're going to get four in, and obviously there's, there's a bit up in the air with Morgan Whitaker, so potentially five in, and... We'll do five bonus pods if we need to. And just before Jules Holland drew in the new year with his annual Hootenanny, Argyle announced the signing of Ben Wayne from Wellington Phoenix. The striker is a New Zealand international vaguely following in the footsteps of Rory Fallon. Uh, on this week's bonus pod, I'm delighted to welcome Dale from Yellow Fever, the unofficial supporters group of Wellington Phoenix. Hi, Dale. Hey, great to be here. How are you? You good? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's lovely. It's coming into summer for us now, so it's uh, it's nice and sunny outside. So it's uh, it's enjoying it. Yeah, nice. good time of year. I appreciate it's it's really early in the morning for you over in New Zealand. So genuinely do appreciate you coming on. Like I said in our before we started recording, it basically just a bit of a, a rabble just to learn about Ben. So yeah, basically just a, just initial thoughts on Ben. What sort of player have we signed? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you've mentioned Rory Fallon for he is definitely not a Rory Fallon. If that's if that's what y- y- your uh, your fans are worried about, um, he, Ben Ben's an interesting one. He, I mean, he's twenty one, right? But he before, yeah, up until he was sixteen, he had been in no professional environment at all. So um, he's come through our academy system, who um, have produced a couple of uh, very good players. Um, Sapreet Singh was probably the biggest one. He was signed direct from the Phoenix to Bayern Munich and has gone out on a couple of different loans. Um, and another one is Libby Kakache, who uh, is uh, now applying his trade in Serie A. Um, so uh, they've obviously got a pretty good system in there and he's obviously come through that. And, and so they've sort of picked him up. We've signed the best one, right? I, I mean... I, I want to say yes, but I don't want to also lie. So, uh, I, I mean, I mean, he, he he came into the system when he was sixteen. So he it came in like, uh, you know, on, on relative scheme of things, that's quite a late bloomer, really. Um, and he came, had a couple of seasons in our in our in the New Zealand's national league in our reserve team, our sort of under twenty side, and and started scoring goals mostly in the in the second year. He was there that sort of eighteen nineteen season. 
um, sort of sort of a goal every second game, and and he sort of he sort of come out of of nowhere really. Um, before he came into the Phoenix system, he was basically playing um, high school fo- football here in New Zealand, which. Um, I don't know what comparison that be, but it's basically park football, um, uh, you know, um, kicking around with your mates essentially. And, and obviously, someone spotted something in him and brought him into the into the into the Phoenix. And he spent a couple of years at the, um, in the under twenty side, and then and then eventually got a um, a, a senior contract um, for the last, I think, maybe four seasons. I think, uh, and he's really just gone from strength to strength. He, he's quite an interesting one to kind of pin down on what he, type of player he is. He's um, I mean, the Phoenix put out a, a video a couple of a few days ago, and, and your listeners might want to check it out about all the goals he scored for the for the first team. And there's a lot of goals there that kind of in that sort of uh, in and around the box, you know, the kind of between the two posts and out to the, the penalty spot, that kind of you know that sort of box of 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 you know sort of tapping in um, from sort of close range. So he he he's always got a little bit of good movement in there that can kind of you know d- you know get away from his from a marker. Um, to poke one home, but he's also got a couple of long range efforts he scored as well, um, and um, he's he scored a couple of goals as well. He's not the biggest biggest players, but he does seem to read the play quite well and get on the end of crosses quite a bit. He, you know, he's not he's not like I say he's not a Roy Fellaini. He's not going to be a target man. He he'll probably run off the shoulder a bit more, and he doesn't have um, you know he's he's not going to be he's not express pace or anything like that. But he's got a bit of bit of kip in him there. Um, and one thing he's he's really developed, I think, in the last. Maybe the last season, as he's put on a bit of bit of muscle, um, so he's a bit 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 more, bit more bit more stockier, not you know not chubby or anything like that. But he was he was you know uh, he was a pencil when he when he when he came to us. Um, so he's put on a bit more bit more um, muscle, and I think that's really helped with his build up play. His his you know um, getting the ball into his feet and, and holding off defenders and bringing other people into um, into the game. So I think that he's really added a, another dimension to his game. Um, so yeah, he basically had the last two seasons he had uh, a couple of breakout, I guess, seasons where I think last year he may have been our top goal scorer. I mean, he only scored six, but I think about seven people scored six um, in that season. But he's basically going a goal every about two hundred minutes, um, which which is pretty pretty decent, pretty decent rate. Um, and you know, the season he's chipped in with a couple and and. He hasn't really played the last couple of games, and I suspect that's because they, I think, the Phoenix knew this this was coming, and so they kind of needed to shift their priorities elsewhere and giving minutes to, to people who would be around. But he's really uh, he's really come into his own, and just one of those players that's really hard to kind of pinpoint where his real his real strengths are, but also real his weaknesses are. He just seems to be like a really all you know well rounded player who has learned a lot in the last four years he's obviously come from basically nothing to you know league one in the space of four seasons um and so he's obviously a, a pretty quick learner um quite astute in his thinking and, and how he picks up things because um he, he's sort of his trajectory has gone quite quick quite um quite you know yeah quite he's got it's got quite quickly most recently so it'll be really interesting to see how he how he fits into you know a different um competition a different team a different coach and all those things because you know he's really got into a good groove i think at the phoenix and under and our coach and the way we play um so yeah i'm really interested to see how he how he jumps into into league one yeah there's a there's a few things there that you that you mentioned that i think in terms of 
they knew it was coming. I mean, I, I believe we had a bid turned down in in the summer anyway. So, you know, we've been we've been yeah. since then. So, um, I'm I'm interested in what you said about just like how is a uh, learning and 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 his progressing and his his trajectory is on on an uphill climb because. I don't know if that that video of his of all of his goals are in chronological order, because at the start I thought, oh my god, he's he's a poacher. He's like going to be between the posts. He's going to he's going to just the right place, right time, have a real knack. And then it moved into these just like long range efforts that were just like hitting the back of the net. And then there's there's one goal against, uh, if I remember rightly, Perth Glory. Oh, and the Newcastle Jets one that, that where the commentator described it as an absolute ripper. And I thought, I, I hope we use that here um, to describe his finishes because they, they were just like <laughs> yeah. long range efforts. Like, like I was trying to pin, pin down where he was. So like, he's obviously not a poacher. But he's obviously not. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he kind of started that way, uh, and I think as he's learnt more and has maybe you know got more confidence, and and the team's playing a bit better, that other sort of aspects to his games come in. And um, I think there, maybe his last goal, it was uh, if you look at that system, uh, that that video. I think there's one against, I think Adelaide, um, where it, the clip starts with someone taking a, a ball from long onto his feet, and that's Ben Wayne, and then it's at around halfway, and he plays it plays it deep, um, plays it back to our, you know, holding midfielder who plays it forward and uh, someone eventually has a strike. And if you watch him the whole time, he comes from halfway to the penalty spot in a blink of an eye to and run past about three defenders to get the, the tap in from a from a deflected shot. So he he's obviously got a bit of a bit of a knack for for knowing where to be at the right time, but he's he's also got starting to get a few more, you know, um, aspects to his game that have helped him and that kind of hold up play, you know, being able to bring other players into, into the game has, has really helped him. I think this season. Yeah. And I think that will, that will work well for us in terms of whether he plays as a nine or a 10, you know, a bit of flexibility in there with, 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 like you said, um, holding it up and bringing others to play, which is, which is great to hear. Uh, there was, there was a few in there as well that I forgot to mention in the, a few great finishes with his head. Like it just, it just seems like a good all rounder. And like for us to, yeah, we've, we've signed a few players from, from Australia recently in, in the foot. Well, so a few, obviously Macaulay Gillespie signed from Brisbane raw. Yeah. Um, obviously our, our oceanic scout is, is working overtime. Obviously um, the A-League's obviously improving. So that's good. But yeah, no, it, it, it seems like a good, a good pickup. Like you said, was it like a goal every 200 minutes or something, which, you know, doesn't yeah. sound overly prolific, but, but when you throw him with the caveat that he was playing park football four years ago, like it, it sounds like there's going to be an absolute, gem in there if we can if we can refine that diamond yeah and that's the thing like you never quite know how people will fit into new teams and new leagues you know like he could continue to go upwards or and and we've seen here in the a-league you know players who have have had long good careers come here and absolutely you know crap it up so um yeah i think he's he's a really smart like a smart person i think he's you know i think there was a there was a point before he signed a uh, signed a new contract with us where i think coventry came in and i think they were at the championship maybe at that stage and he sort of turned them down and stayed with us which i think you know i think for a lot of young players here as soon as they get that first offer from overseas they're bang they're away and it may not necessarily be the right move for them and it sounds like he's done a lot of talking to players he's had a lot of conversations with the coach to understand how you guys play what they expect from him um talking to a lot of people in and around the system obviously you know is Rory Fallon and um and Scott Wooten's obviously uh, um, been with you guys as well, and and it seems like David Ball used to play, used to formerly play with your coach as well. So he's obviously done, you know. Yeah, yeah, Fleetwood, yeah. 
Yeah. So so obviously he he's kind of bide his time to try find the move that will work for him and work for the club because there's nothing that worse than you know traveling halfway around the world and, and going turn up to a to a club that that you know plays a completely different system to to you what what's good for you. So I, I'm hopeful that everyone's kind of done their all due diligence that he'll 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 he'll, slit, he'll you know um, fit in nicely with you guys. But one other thing I forgot to mention was that. He used to be. Uh, he used to when I think he first came into the, the Phoenix, or maybe his first season. He was a bit of a, more of a winger, uh, and so every now and again, he's kind of um, when we're sort of pushing the game, we've put a few more players up front. He's he's played a, maybe a little bit more wider than the, sort of the number nine, at, or um, and he's actually got a fairly decent kind of whip cross on him as well. Like he he can put a, cool, a couple of dangerous balls across the the six yard sort of penalty spot as well. So if he gets pulled a little bit wider, or, or you play more of a front two, um, he he can he can also sort of do those those dangerous balls across the the face of goal. I warmed to him as soon as I watched uh, his parting message to you guys. Like there's just something. Yeah. He seemed incredibly sincere and, and and seemed really thankful for the time he had with with you guys and and seemed almost a bit sad to to be leaving. Like, how what's the fan reaction been to either that message or him leaving in general? Like, it seems pretty positive from our, everybody seems to be wishing him well, which is good. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, yeah, definitely it seemed genuine. Like he almost looked like he was starting to well up at one stage. Um, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think as you say, it's been pretty well received. I, th- I think the fact that. I think everyone kind of knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time before he he made a step up somewhere else, um, um, or a step across, depending on how you view the various leagues. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think the fact that there was the the talk that you know could have happened last summer, um, and, and it didn't. That you kind of knew that perhaps it was going to come eventually anyway. And it was, I think, um, I think, I think everyone's kind of happy for for him because he's he's quite he's such a likable guy when he's like he just you know he's he's always that you know one of those last few players leaving the pitch who will you know go and sign autographs with kids along the touchline you know he's he's that kind of he seems like a real down-to-earth guy um and um you know i hope that stays with him because he, he, he plays with a he plays with a lot of emotion on his face like he, he can tell you know he you know he, he he just he just loves playing he loves playing in front of the crowds um, and I think, yeah, I think I think the fan base is is pretty happy for him to kind of you know take a new adventure and and, and and you know head over to the UK and see how that pans out for him. Yeah, it's been mentioned in our uh, current ownership before that we have a no dickheads policy. So <laughs> so like absolutely nobody that's going to upset the apple guy. He's going to fit in really well. Obviously, he's ridden he's risen through your academy into into the first team and into the international setup. How how far do you see him going realistically? Like. You know, I'm not going to compare him to the only other New Zealand that I can think of on the top of my head in, in Chris Wood, but um, yeah, how how far do you see him going? Yeah, I, I mean, he he's been a bit unlucky that the sort of last World Cup cycle, you know, he's been sitting behind Chris Wood, who's you know he's never going to you know go ahead of him at the moment, um, and, and so that's a little bit it's a little bit tricky for him. So he's kind of sat behind there a, a little bit, and he's got to sort of bide his time. And I think you know this next cycle, I think. Um, He'll um, he'll really come get it started in more minutes for the for the for the national side. I think you know because I think Chris Woods maybe thirty three, so he's maybe coming towards the last. Of the, he might get one more cycle in. Um, so I, I think you know there'll be a natural kind of change in the guard there. It, yeah, I mean, I mean the fact he's you know in the last four years he's gone you know from nothing to there. It, I mean, I, I hate to do predictions because there's so many factors 
you know going into it but i, I think the fact that you guys are, are going well i mean it, it's 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 enheartening i think that you know you guys are, are doing well um i don't want to put the mockers on but you're know, looking your know, odds on to get promoted and you're still willing to to throw some money at a at a at a kid from halfway around the world that that seems like it sort of bodes well for everyone that that you know there's a lot of risk there for you guys but you're still willing to kind of take it and he's willing to you know um to slip in there and yeah i think if you guys are playing well you know it might be hard for him to get game time but when he does um it you know it's, it's much easier to come into a, a side that's doing well than you know struggling for goals down the bottom of the table and you get you know pretty despondent if you if you can't you know get on the score sheet because you've got no midfield behind you so um i, mean, you know, I think on the face of it, everything set up for him to succeed um so it's yeah, it's, I think it's I think everyone's kind of seen it as a as a pretty big positive. Yeah, I think he's I think he's picked the wrong the right sort of club as well to come into just because you know we've seen him linked to other clubs. You've mentioned Coventry yourself, like you know you don't want to go that that step too far and end up not playing enough. We we seem to rotate our forwards quite a lot, so he's definitely going to get minutes off the bench, and you know it's down to him to take those minutes, right? But. Just whilst we've got you, it's, it's, it's always good to, to learn more about other clubs. Um, just give us a, a brief overview of the Phoenix's um, ambitions for the season, how you're getting on. I, I actually caught your, your yeah. highlights reel against Melbourne uh, the other day. and um, Jesus, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, for the life of me, I can't remember your striker's name, but how he's not put away that chance for the keeper. Uh, yeah. yeah. How's it going? And more importantly, how's Scott Wooten? Yeah, it's... um. It's it's interesting for for just a bit of context. So we're obviously New Zealand side that play in the Australian competition. Um, so we're the only uh, yeah team that that does that. Um, so there's kind of a, a weird kind of arc to that in terms of you know travel and you know we have to play teams like um, Perth Glory who are on the western side of Australia. So they're five hours time distance difference and and wow. you know, it's a full day of travel. So there's the kind of you know, you can't just hop on a on a on a tube or a train and, and go see any away games like that. It's a, it's a bit trickier. So there's there's a lot of uh, difficulty around that. And then like the last two seasons for them, obviously with COVID, um, and we had borders closed between Australia and New Zealand. That the team based themselves in Sydney for two basically two full seasons, playing all their home games in Sydney, and then obviously the away games in different parts. So we didn't see the the team for basically two full two full seasons. So it's been a bit of a weird sort of last few years but uh yeah it's um how's that how we go yeah we've kind of struggled to put teams away uh we've had i think five draws in 10 games which kind of says that we're kind of there or thereabouts um i think on the f- i think we've got a decent decent side in there and i think we're, we've you know leaked a couple of goals late that have, have cost us points um so i think you know we're kind of down towards the bottom half of the table but i feel like we, we we tend to go on little bits of runs. So the last couple of seasons have kind of gone on like ten game winning streaks, or and so I feel like one of those is just around the corner again. Um, and if we do that, you can kind of shoot up the table quite quickly. But um, Scott Wooten, yeah, he, yeah, he has done he's done he's done okay. I think um, it's it's difficult because before him we had Stephen Taylor playing for us, and Stephen Taylor's yeah. Yeah, he was quality in this league, one of the best defenders. And Scott's Scott's kind of kind of had to follow that, so it's always going to be you're always going to compare him to that. Um, I think he seems like a bit of a, a quiet guy on the field, like he doesn't seem that big demanding, you know, centre back who's going to bark the team around the park. So I think we're probably missing one of those kind of players back there. So yeah, he's he's done he's he's done it like he hasn't made any calamity, you know, decisions or or issues like that. I, I know he kind of had it came perhaps came with a slightly dubious. 
record and different teams that he's played in. But yeah, he's been he's been pretty solid. Um, yeah, and uh, he seems to be enjoying his time here. And David Ball really seems to be enjoying his time here. I think he's one of one of these players who gonna, is going to retire in a couple of years and probably live here um, for the rest of his life. Um, had a few of those kind of like English players have done that. Chris Greenacre, I don't know if you remember him playing sort of some championship in League One. Craig Noon's over in the A League as well. I mean, there's not there's not a yeah. huge amount of like Argyle expats in in the A League, but yeah, I can imagine that when you've lived in David Ball's case, when you've lived in a Fleetwood, and you go to Wellington, it's an absolute no brainer, right? You're definitely going to stay in New Zealand in the sun, mm-hmm. opposed to. An yeah. English seaside town. Well, I, I can't, I can't judge many English seaside towns, but uh, I mean, Wellington is the was it the fourth windiest capital in the world. So we like our wind here, but uh, yeah, it's it's quite nice in, in summer. But um, I think Adam Lafondra has come out here to Sydney as well, uh, and he's been here for a few seasons. So there's, there's a lot of sort of a lot of those English guys coming out. But yeah, as you say, that Melbourne City game. No, I was going to say every single squad in the A League has like a rogue Englishman in it. Like you, like you know, you flick yeah. for a club and you're like, oh, um, O'Shea's at Brisbane Roy. Like, oh, that's that's random. He was at Chesterfield. Like, it, it, it's it's incredible. I don't know. I don't know how these deals happen. Do they? Oh, uh, I mean, you, you, when you get articles, it's usually because they've known someone who's come out here and loved it. Um, so. I think David Ball knew Scott Wooten. I think um, David and David Ball came out here because I think he knew he may have known Stephen Taylor. They made a cross paths, so people seem to go. You know, there's obviously some some couple of agents who are who are palming people off here, there, and everywhere. But they they seem to seem to talk lots. Um, they all seem to be former. Yeah, you know, I mean, people move clubs. Yeah, you know, lots that that you've always cro- crossed paths with lots of players um, in the past. So. Um, yeah, it always seems to be some kind of random connection like that. You know, I played with this player for six months, and I'm just gonna message him on WhatsApp and see what the what the situation's like. Um, yeah, nice. But I, mean, I, I think I think the the plane in the in the summer is it seems to be a fairly good attraction for most people. I mean, it does sometimes it gets up to sort of high thirties, and so maybe those games aren't aren't so enjoyable. But for the for the most most part, uh, you're playing pretty pretty nice, pretty nice uh, weather by the by the sea. Yeah, and you can't ask for more, right? I think Scott Wooten was my last real question, to be honest. Like, I definitely wouldn't start with Scott. To say a lot of Argyle fans have appreciated the correspondence with, with uh, your fan base to ours and a, a small piece of Wellington now resides in Plymouth and I can imagine you'll be looking out for your results and vice versa and, and hopefully, um, hopefully Ben goes well. I think the last thing there is to say is that I tweeted at the start of the season that you have the nicest kit in the A-League, so I think we need to some, just got some sort of... Uh, Ben Wayne based shirt swap and get, oh, yeah, yeah. and get an Argyle shirt sent down to Wellington. Yeah, well, I'll, well, maybe I'll try to have, have a chat to the club and see if there's a, a match worn one floating around there somewhere that they're they're kind of they're yeah hiding in the corner somewhere. So I'll see if I can dig one out for you. I can't, I can't promise, I can't promise that level, but I can, I can see what I can do. <laughs> what I can do. So I really appreciate you coming on, Dale. Thank you for um, giving up your morning and and in, in informing us all about Ben. And hopefully, we can maybe chat again uh, sometime and and keep you updated on on how he's going and how how life is for Ben at, at Plymouth Argyle Football Club. Appreciate it. Thank you. No, absolutely, and uh, good luck for the rest of the season for your promotion uh, push. I, I, I think since Roy Fallon always like. When I scan the tables, I always say, "Oh, Argyle, they're there," and these other players where random Kiwis have played. I always kind of keep an eye out. So it's good to see you guys up up the top, and uh, hope you hope you continue it for the second half of the season.
an absolutely brilliant interview there with Dale. Very insightful, giving us a lot of new information on our new signing, Ben Wayne. Big fan of Yellow Fever. Go check them out on Twitter and all other social media platforms. Give them some love. And I was on SENZ Breakfast down in New Zealand to talk all things Argyle. And we've bolted the interview onto the end of this pod if you want to listen to that. Right now, though, we can cross to the UK and uh, Aaron Hocking joins us. Uh, Aaron is from the Argyle Life podcast and website as well. All the latest Plymouth Argyle news analysis and opinions uh, coming from from there. And Aaron, uh, good morning, good evening to you. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You'd be fizzing after another win for the Argyle. 3-1 at home to Franchise FC. Uh, You'd be happy about that? Yeah, absolutely buzzing. Obviously keeps the top of the league, seven points clear. Um brilliant way to brilliant way to kick start the new year. Now, Ben Wayne obviously is uh, well-loved by New Zealand football fans over here, Phoenix uh, football fans, our, our only professional club, and he came through their academy, scored goals for fun for, for the Phoenix in the A-League. Um, what has been the reaction to his signing from Plymouth Argyle fans? Yeah, it's been, it's been positive. It's been positive. Um, obviously, we've, we've all seen his highlights reel. Um, obviously, we're not going to claim to know everything about him just yet. Um, but it all seems positive. It seems like a step in the right direction, signing someone young, talented, um, fresh and new. It feels like a bit of a football manager signing in the, in the fact that we don't know much about him, but we, we already have high hopes. Uh, your manager, Stephen Schumacher, has actually said he's, he's on the look for about four players. The window's only just opened. Um, I see Harvey Nibs was on the list but had a, uh, from Cambridge, um, but his, his bid got rejected. Who else are, are they looking at? And are you just trying to submit and make sure you can extend that lead with some strikers up front to, with Ben Wayne? Yeah, I don't know if we'll be looking for any more strikers personally with, with Ben. Um, you know, that, that means we've got four We've got we've got another one that can that can fill in there, so that, that's five. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure we'll be looking at any more strikers. I think Harvey Lips was more of a was more of a wing option or something that can play in the ten. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure who we're looking at. To be honest, there's, there's a lot from from Norwich who's currently on loan at Stevenage, but um, in Saxon early, but um, no one. No one really making the headlines in terms of like done deals just yet. I don't know if they're if if we're looking to move any on at all, which which I I doubt because our, our squad's not exactly stacked. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems it seems positive at the moment. It's not it, it's not like us to go out and spend lots of money and bring in loads of players. So. Um, it all feels very new, very fresh. Just, yeah, oh, that's interesting, right? Because just on the money side, like, um, for me, I'm not massively into the football. Ricardo is our, our expert here at ECNZ. Um, but how much financial gain is there for the team making it up to championship? Oh, huge, huge. Like, obviously, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to confess to know a lot about the A-League, but um, I can imagine... Um, you know the, the the tiers in Australian football aren't, aren't as huge as ours. Like the, the step up between the Championship and Premier League is absolutely huge. It's worth about 150 million. Um, the step up between League One and the Championship is, is is you know comparatively the same. In the fact that it basically opens a whole new checkbook, um, but also you need a whole new checkbook to stay there. So it's um it's basically like a whole new 
a whole new tier and a whole new challenge in itself. But in terms of financial gain, there's a lot to be made. The uh, the way that you guys are playing at the moment, you, you tend to be playing with just the one nine and then a couple sort of sitting in that 10 uh, roll behind. You, you tend to rely on your width through your wing backs. So where do you see Ben Wayne yeah. fitting into the starting 11 if he, if he is going to make it the starting 11? Well, that, that's that's a question I think we've all been asking ourselves as well because we have we have um, we have two or three incredible options for the nine. Um, I don't know. We we tend to rotate those two. Um, those those that play in the nine also play in, in either of the ten uh, roles. Um, so yeah, I, you know I can see him. I can see him being rotated amongst those three positions, um, whether it's behind the striker or, or the main man. Um, I don't. I don't actually envisage him getting a lot of game time this year, um, but I feel like it might be more of a, you know, his, his use his pace off the bench um, as an impact sub, which I, I know the Phoenix have done as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he feels like, you know, given the way you guys are tracking at the moment, that at about 70 minutes, he'd be a good option to bring on if you're ahead um, and you you sort of maybe sitting deeper and give you the opportunity to to, to counter um, because of his pace. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Um, yeah, and he, he seems like, again, I, I, you know, I'm not going to confess to know a lot about him, but judging by his highlights reel, he's, he's, he doesn't mind having a, having a pot shot from the edge of the area either, so, um, or from distance, which is obviously what we need. So, um, yeah, it, it looks like a great addition. Did, was he unveiled today at Home Park ahead of the game against uh, MK Dons? Uh, I I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. I've been watching along online, um, but I can imagine so. I can imagine so. He, he was at the game uh, against Wickham uh, two days ago, three days ago. Um, he was there watching, so I assume he would have had his, a run out at least at half time around. Yeah, get, get unveiled and, and shown off to the fans. So when are we likely to see him in a Plymouth kit? Do you think? Uh, it's, a good, it's a good question. Um, normally, we have like a couple of like youth prospects on the bench. Um, I can imagine he's going to take one of their spaces. Um, we have a game, uh, not to the seventh now, but I can imagine he'll be on the bench against Bolton Wanderers on the seventh. And I can imagine if it's going well, if we're if we're a couple ahead, he might get a few minutes there. Um, failing that, I think we've got we've got a, a, a few pizza cup games. Um, which is like a, a like a, an EFL Cup type thing uh, that he might get a few runouts in. Um, but in terms of league games, I don't see why he won't get a few minutes off the bench in in, in that one or the one after, which you know, is switch. How big would it be for Plymouth to get to the championship next season? I mean, it's been what ten years, twelve years since you were last there. Oh, absolutely huge! Absolutely huge. We we left the championship under a bit of a cloud in um, administration um, when we were we were almost wound up. We, you know, we fell through the football league and to the basement of League Two, and you know, the, the championship is basically our spiritual home. We were we were there for quite some time, and um, you know, and that's where all the all the greatest football is really. Um, obviously, everybody dreams about the Premier League, but it's been a dream of ours, like you said, like ten. 10, 11 years to be back in the championship, to, you know, playing against some massive, back at massive grounds. It's just going to be absolutely huge, but we have to take it one game at a time at the moment, not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we, we were in a good position this time last year and, and we didn't we didn't even make playoffs. So, um, 
Yeah, one step at a time, but, but a return to the Championship would be absolutely brilliant. I mean, Stephen Schumacher's got you playing some pretty good football, being uh, you, you're quite successful. How uh, uh, how hopeful are you of holding on to him for the rest of the season? Uh, I know you mentioned, you know, whether or not you're going to move any players on. You didn't think so because the squad's a bit skinny. But, I mean, I know that uh, is it uh, your keeper, Michael Cooper, has been, been in some pretty good form, probably the, the form keeper in, the, in, in League One. I mean, you're confident you're going to hold on to everybody? Um, yeah, confident. Uh, confident in... Michael Cooper is the biggest threat to be lost in terms of um, just it's just incredible. He's an incredible keeper. I, I I would genuinely say the best keeper that I've seen at Bloomberg Football Club, um, and an incredible talent. And I can I can see him playing Premier League football in the future uh, quite easily. Um, Keeping hold of him will be the tough one. I think. I think for Stephen Schumacher, I don't see him going anytime soon. You know, first first managerial job, only been in it just over a year. He's top of League One. He's going to take Bluevara back to the Championship. Have a pick of, of brilliant jobs if he wanted to. Leave with credit in the bank. I, I I don't see him going anytime soon. You know, there's some big clubs have been in for him, or you know, have asked about his availability and he's not gone. Could have gone to Preston. Could have gone to West Brom. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he stayed loyal with us. I can't see him moving on. But as for Cooper, again, I can't see anybody in the Championship or or League One that in the Championship or the Premier League paying the sort of money that we would accept, um, and then using him until mm. the summer. So I think jump the summer if we if we if we've not gone up, if we've slipped out of you know into the playoffs and we don't go up. Then he, uh, to be honest, he has my blessing. You know, he's an absolute talent, and he's going to go all the way. But I think um, I, d- I don't see either of them going this year until until the summer of this season. Well, it's nice to hear he's got your blessing, Aaron. Uh, Aaron, we have a phenomenon in New Zealand where when a team starts winning, um, everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Um, are the fans starting to jump on the bandwagon? Uh, um, in a way, in a way, like, you know, when we were back in the championship, we had we had good attendances, you know, through administration, our years at the bottom of League One and League Two, then then our attendances fell off, um, and obviously now we're, we're selling out. We've, we've sold out so many times this season, um, and yeah, it, it's good to see. It's good to see that there's a good feel good factor around the city and around the club, and everybody wants to come and watch Argyle, but. Um, yeah, there, there is an element of uh, people jumping on the bandwagon, but to be honest, if it if it's more money for the club, then let it let it continue because I would much rather you know a local kid or someone jumped on the the Argyle bandwagon and put money into the club rather than uh, go and you know go and watch Manchester United on the TV or whatever. Like crack on, like the more the merrier. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. The uh, in terms of the beginning of the season for you, Aaron. I'm looking at the at League One, and it's a. I mean, people used to say the Championship's the hardest league to get out of. I think you'd, you'd, you'd almost make that argument now for League One. You've got seven teams out of the 24 who have formerly been in the Premier League, right? So there's some big teams in there: Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, Barnsley, Derby County, uh, Portsmouth, for example, even Charlton Athletic, even though it's been a few years for them. Um, Pre-season, what were your expectations, and how much of a fairy tale is this if Plymouth get out? Uh, yeah, there's, there's some absolutely massive clubs in League One. Uh, it, it's 
people often, you know, I meet, I meet fans of other clubs and they just say, oh, you're League One. And uh, I don't think they realise the, the size of some of the clubs and some of the budgets, like, you know, that they've got to spend in League One. is absolutely huge. Um, a quick caveat, I'd say the hardest league to get out of is the National League, but I can't imagine that's covered very much in New Zealand, which is, which is fair enough. But, um, yeah, the, the, for us to get up, you know, our pre-season expectations were we have to make playoffs this year. We, we, we ran away with the league a little bit last year hit a bumpy patch, our manager went on to Preston in, in Ryan Lowe, and then, then we found ourselves on the final day being beaten by MK Dons and, and, and falling out of the playoffs. Um, and obviously we've, we've turned that we've turned that around today, beating them 3-1, but just just to just to be in the top six, just to get promotion, or be in the playoff push um, was was now, looking at it, what, 25, 24 games in, the fact that we're seven points clear at the top of the league, we have to go for automatic now. We have to put all our eggs in the basket and go for automatic, which I, which I think we're doing, you know. Ben Ruben is given a six-figure sum for Ben. So, um, yeah, you know, it looks like those eggs are being put in that basket, which is good. Yeah, that is good, man. That is good. Uh, hopefully we see you up there. All right, good stuff, Aaron. Thanks very much for coming on and having a chat today, mate. We'll let you go uh, so you can uh, go and re-watch the game from today and enjoy that. And uh, yeah, hopefully nice. we'll catch up with you in the future after we uh, see Ben Wayne on debut. Yeah, brilliant. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be great to see what, what, what he's all about. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.